Welcome back, y'all, to the Caffeinated Chat. I'm your host, John Medic. What's up, y'all? This is a show where we can sit back, where we can relax, where we can enjoy our favorite cup of hot or iced coffee, our pre-workout, our energy drink. I don't know, whatever wakes you up in the morning, go ahead and have some while you enjoy this podcast. We're on episode 10, and I'm very excited to announce episode 10 is a big one because we have our first special guest, Tyler Green of the Middle Class Money Podcast. It was a nice chance to just sit down and talk to someone about the questions that we usually all have about money, uh, credit scores, budgeting, uh, and all those different things, and why we shouldn't feel uncomfortable to talk about money. Um, I thought it was a really easy and digestible chat for you guys to all listen and hopefully get a few takeaways from it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the chat. Let's roll that intro music, why don't we? Hi there, y'all. Before we get into the interview, as always, I got to tell you guys what I'm drinking and what is making me feel awake this morning. Um, Today, I am drinking the Breakfast Blend from Blasted Coffee Co. It's a light roast, citrusy floral flavors, uh, very good in a morning, on a morning, sorry, that you do not want anything to punch in the face. Um, It's nice and relaxing to have a little bit of almond milk in there. Hey, gets the job done, it wakes you up. And it's some good taste in coffee, y'all. Go look in the show notes. Look at that promo code for 20% off. It is caffeinated. Plug that in when you are buying your beans from Blasted Coffee Co. And you'll save a little bit on a great bag of coffee. Uh, sit back, though, guys. Enjoy the interview. And uh, here we go. All right. Uh, welcome, uh, everybody. Another episode. Uh, we actually have our first special guest today. Tyler Green of the Middle Class Money pa- uh, Podcast. What's up, Tyler? What's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, you are one half of Middle Class Money. Um, yeah. <laughs> once again, also, you can shout out anything you want during this. It's an easy chat. You can shout out all your stuff. Go for it all you want. Um, if you just want, uh, give us a small little rundown of your podcast. You're one of my favorites currently uh, due to me being my age helps me a lot uh, with my money and all those different things. So later on, hopefully, I can afford the things that are in my dreams. Uh, but yeah, give us a small rundown if you want on your podcast and what you guys are out to, set to do. You know. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Um, man, so really, it's just trying to raise awareness and educate people on financial literacy. Um, you know, it's we're, we try and stay away from the super boring and mundane, but more of like... You know, I really think of trying to uh, inspire people to just live more frugal and, and find that work, that life kind of balance between saving, right, and, yeah. you know, living off ramen noodles and water, mm-hmm. but also not driving the brand new Ranger over as soon as they can afford it. Um, trying to find that sweet spot. And, you know, we missed out on a lot of things when we were younger. And okay. so... Um, just not not understanding Roth IRAs, not understanding HSAs, and, and we're still learning. And so we just want to take people on that journey. So I guess in a nutshell, it's just educating, you know, 
the younger 20s, early 30s people on how to manage their money so it works for them and not against them the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's one of the main reasons why I started listening to your podcast myself was I started getting into investing uh, probably last year or a year before um, just to, you know, throw my, my little extra few cents here and there on the side just to start making money as I go. And listening to you guys, once again, like you said, you try to take out all that boring stuff. And I feel you do a pretty good job of that as sitting there. I mean, nobody really wants to listen to, well, here's what you can make. I mean, that kind of stuff really, and that's with my age is a lot of people find that boring. That's not fun. But like even with you guys, I talk to a bunch of my friends about it. And it's just you kind of throw those little things in there where it's like, oh, this little thing, I don't even notice. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, Like, uh, what was it? Yeah. Even at the age of my age, you were saying how money is not, I mean, nobody really enjoys talking about it. And you guys have a whole episode on that, of it being an awkward, uh, always an awkward conversation. And I agree, it shouldn't be. It should be just another talking. Like, if you could expand on that of not making, trying to not make it awkward, even at my age where I'm working off of tips, like, discussing it with people to see how they do it sort of thing you know yeah i think if we really look at like the history behind it it's more of a um, like a nurture thing it's how we're raised like money inherently is not bad or awkward actually to yeah. be honest we're something that we're deep down we're very like prideful about and we want to have a lot of but as soon as it because um, I believe at least Western Western society is different. You know, I kind of made the joke in one of my episodes about Italians, right? Italians and Jews uh, just kind of, they have that, uh, you know, the connotation of they manage money well and they're usually very wealthy. Yep, yep. Um, but if you look into those families, they talk about it all the time. And I know that's kind of a joke, but there's some truth to that as well. Yeah. Um, and in the Western society, we just don't talk about it. I mean... Uh, my parents are great people, but we never talked about money. We never talked about how much they, I didn't even know how much my parents made until a couple of years ago. I'm 30 years old. And so I think because of that, you know, we are nurtured to believe it's awkward, but it's not. I mean, we should, I think we should discuss because when we discuss it, we learn from each other and any other like, um, category we learn. And I think that's how we you know, evolve and that's how we get smarter that's how we become experts and make the bo- most of like our time our knowledge all that stuff and for some reason we've just uh kind of not done that dave ramsey's done a good job of kind of bringing mm-hmm. it oh, yeah. to light right um and i've learned a lot of good stuff from him but um i just really want to push further into that because it, it just man there's so much that, that you can learn it's just it's endless and a lot of the content's free yeah. You know, that's what's crazy. That's the biggest thing, too, is, like, talking. It's almost like I feel like, like a sport um, of you're, you're talking to your coach that obviously most of the time if you're talking football, tennis, anything, they've had experience in that where even if they, you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. where they, they have that experience where you can talk to them. That's what we always talk about older age is you have that experience in that time. Even if you're not amazing at it, you hear about it, you're able to talk about it better. And even at my age, I, I go out with my friend's cup of coffee, which the whole podcast is about. Um, yeah. I go out and get a beer. And it's just, to me, going out and doing that stuff, I want to talk about those things. I want to put them out on the front because maybe if I tell my buddy I started a savings account with another uh, savings bank, like I have my normal bank and another bank, that has a better interest rate. You put a little bit in there. So I throw my vacation money in there. So yeah. it's money that I don't even realize. And hey, maybe by the end of the year, it's a few more dollars. 
something, yeah. you know, rainy day money, which Dave Ramsey always talks about, that snowball effect of it just keeps building. And talking about those things, even like I said, none of my friends really right now, we're all starting to get into salary jobs. Like we, you, most of us just graduated. I'm still here in college. And it's like, we, we want to start getting that debt already paid off. We got to yeah. talk about those things of, okay, maybe we can, you know, throw a little business together. Like I said, I build stuff. I can throw a little business together. And you've done a thing about side hustles of just doing that small little thing that you enjoy. And then all of a sudden you're making money off of it to start paying your debt. Like one of my friends already has 10,000 of her debt paid off because she yeah. did a grind during this entire quarantine of her job where she could keep working. And she's only been out of college. She just graduated and already has yeah, that 10,000 paid off. And I mean, talking about that, you're able to see like, wow, maybe, you know, maybe I could implement some of those different things that they're doing. And I mean, you guys have talked about it a bunch with that. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. I think the, the if I could narrow it down to like one point of why you should talk about it, it's it's breaking out of like the bubble of what's normal. Because so for instance, the reason why I say that is um, we've had we've had tons of friends over the years and everyone has a different normal. And what I mean by that is like speaking of student debt, so I have some friends, um, I have multiple, it doesn't I mean I'm not even thinking of a person in general, mm -hmm. but we have m multiple instances where uh, people are maybe let's say mid late 30s and they're still paying off student loan debt because it, it in their mind normal is just paying the minimum payment for forever until it's gone um, where normal to someone else is i got to pay this off asap so yeah. i can you know what i'm saying yeah, um yeah. is either one wrong i mean i have my opinion yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'm saying some the person maybe in their late 30s maybe they never they just didn't even understand that like there's different trains of thoughts out there. There's different ways to approach it. And I think when you talk about it and you bring it to light, you're like, oh wow, you're doing that? Like, how do you do that? I should do that. Why are you doing that? You figure out different reasons of why it's important. Um, but because we suppress it and we don't talk yeah. about it because it's, it's awkward, it, we, we don't get there a lot, you know? And then we end up in bad shape. And, that, and that's, I feel like a big thing nowadays is opening them up about anything really in general is once you get that, you like you said, break that barrier down, it, it actually makes them more comfortable to be like, why, why did I hide this the whole time anyway? Like, what is this changing me? I mean, obviously there's points at which I understand that, but at some points you're just like, why did I hide this? What, what is there to hide? You know, it's yeah. not, we're all in the same, most of the people in around our age, even you, like you most of the time in the same boat. I mean, depending mm -hmm. on your job, obviously, but you, you're most of the time like going through the same life of kids, of doing these things, doing these things, like I said, college debt with me. You know, and like yeah. one of my uh, things I have written down is like about the credit score of these, the having debt, it's not the bet like applying for a house. Yeah. They'd rather you see that and you've talked about it, see that and you've had interviews with it of paying that debt off and then applying because having less money but no debt, it shows so much more. Right. You know, and like, and, then, yeah. and like, could you touch on anything, you know, with credit score of maybe like quick and easy ways to even help, you know, raise that credit score a little bit? Because at my age, I mean, people starting to get credit cards, obviously don't rack them up, but. Right. Yeah. So um, we kind of learned the hard way, even though we were managing our money well, which would just blew my mind. Um, no mm -hmm. one teaches you about credit score in school. Like, right. No. Just, um, we have an app. It's linked to our Capital One, but I, I think anyone can get it. Um, if not, I apologize, but it's called CreditWise. Okay. And it essentially, it kind of tells you how it scores your credit score. So like on-time payments obviously is a big one. So yeah. 
Um, then uh, one of them is length of credit. So let's say you open a credit card in the last month versus someone who opened one 10 years ago. Um, it's I think it's your longest established line of credit. Yep. So that takes that into effect. Um, also, one of the things, if you're opening up lots of cards, so, you know, obviously every time we go shopping, right, they say, hey, do you want to get the credit card? Get that zero. Those aren't, yeah, those aren't necessarily bad, right, because a lot of them have things, but where you can get in trouble is, let's say in a year, let's say you just did four or five. Well, that's that that's bad because that dings your score because you can only have so many in within a time period, and that yep. credit-wise kind of breaks it down of how many that is. So... Um, that is one of them. And then obviously your credit limit, um, of yeah. how much you're spending of your credit limit. So like, let's say your credit cards has 10 grand. Um, I know you can spend X amount of that, uh, usually 30%. Um, some, I think credit specialists would say stay as low as 1% on that. Um, like I said, I'm not an expert there, yeah. but you want to for sure stay under 30% because that's what was dinging us so badly. So there's just a couple tips, but that apps breaks it down for you really well. So you can see what things are in that. I mean, yeah. you guys just talked about it on your latest episode of um, the, the 30%. And yeah. a bunch of people don't know that. I myself didn't. So I'm, I'm the, that guy. I love Apple. I have everything Apple. I got the Apple credit card. 25% interest rate. So I have everything paid off right away. I don't I don't mess with that. I just like it because, you know, the whole UI, the way it looks, that kind of stuff. But I put my friend's um, uh, iPad on there just to, you know, get the 3% cash back. Yeah. I only have a $2,000 credit limit on there. Yeah. That was 1300 My credits were dropped. And it, it's funny. not yeah. something you think about. And then you look no. at it and it said 34% utilization. And I was like... Said credits were down. I was like, and you think since you paid off right away, you're showing them like, heck yeah, I got I got all this done. Like I'm ready, you know. Yeah, and sometimes too, like you can go in. Like I know yearly, I think Capital One, or I think you can go in maybe more than that. Depends on what card you have. Mm. You can go in and like uh, request like a credit limit, tell them how much you make. Um, to be honest, I don't know if they check it or not. I don't, yeah. I don't know how they can, but they they will if you have a low limit credit card. Um, you know that is an option so if you want to put more on it you can get your limit raised sometimes it's a pain in the butt you know depending yeah. on who you're going through but look at i that. did that with apple and they they raised yeah. it a little bit but i was like nice. hearing that hearing that whole 1200 thing i was like you think since you paid it off the next day they'd be like oh congrats you did a good job here's here's a few more points yeah nope. none of that and like yeah. i i got a motorcycle almost a year ago <clears throat> a little small one it was only about four grand um but i'm paying the uh i have a loan out on it i'm paying it off yeah. to harden my credit score because that was my yeah. sister's biggest issue she was going to buy a jeep and she had about uh three years at a job uh full time but she didn't have that hard credit yeah. and that and that's the another big thing is that people don't think about that hard credit and then when you apply for something even if your credit score is high you don't you don't have any hard things on there to show that you're able to pay those things monthly you know yeah you got to have some established lines for sure we found that out with my wife but yeah you got to you got to even know you got to be smart about it right you don't want anything high interest yep. and you want to pay it off but yeah you need to have some things in your name um to do that. so yeah, that's a good point it's it's just it's crazy because it's a lot of stuff you don't think about like you're thinking like oh i paid it all off they'll love me but actually the, like the guy i bought the bike off of the uh, place was like dude i you can probably afford this it's 98 bucks a month it's not much but it's right. he said just keep paying it then near the end wait a year and then start paying more if you want to pay it all off because 
it establishes that credit line, like you're saying. Yeah. Um, another thing I have is uh, easy ways to invest. Uh, any any suggestions of small ways that? Because I I'm, I love the stock market. I invest in all that small stuff here and there, playing around, nothing crazy. But yeah. a lot of people don't enjoy that. Do you have any suggestions of ways that people could put their money that rainy day to kind of make something? Yeah, so here, here's where I'll put my my plug in for what we mm-hmm. just finished. So I, I uh, you you you're taking our course yep. right now. Yep. I love it. Um, yeah. So anyone that uh, is is listening, we do. We just came out. We just finalized our course, which literally, uh, you know, I'll tell you it's a step by step guide of you know budget to savings to investing. Um, you know, really trying to like hold everyone's hand. You know, yep. all the mishaps that we had, and then give a bulletproof plan for investing. Right. Um, there's tons of different strategies out there, but in our in our course, uh, I would say this in the investment section and section, the easiest thing that I could break it down for someone if, if I could go back and I was 22 years old again, here's what I would here's what I yep yeah, here's what I would do. Um, we have a funnel. I don't know if you if you've seen this yet if you've made it this far in the course, mm-hmm. but essentially there's a funnel, um, and is is was what I would do is take my employer's match. So let's say. If you have a salary like company job where they give you three percent match, yeah, yeah, you yeah. take that because that's your free money, right? Um, if they do, after you max that out, or after you if you don't have that, the next would be opening a Roth IRA, okay. and you can put in six thousand dollars per year. So I would put up an automatic investment of five hundred dollars. Now, without getting too complicated, the best easiest way if you're 22, if I'm being honest, just get a financial advisor, have them set it up for you. Um, then once, because some people are like, oh, I don't like financial advisors. They take a yeah, yeah, percentage. Yeah. Um, don't worry about that right now. You can always move your money for free. Okay. So just get established, start investing it, have the automatic recurring, you know, going in there. Mm-hmm. And then maybe when you're 25, 26, married, kids, whatever the case may be, and you feel more comfortable of managing that money on your own, then you can move it to your own account. Okay. Um, people get people get caught up in that. Like, well, don't financial charge like you know one or two percent like on the earnings. Yes, but and it's way more important in, in to get started. Yeah. yeah. You know, financial advisors inherently overall are good, right? So, um, yeah, max out the 401, have that match, then do the Roth IRA at $6,000, then take advantage of an HSA account. If you have a high deductible health plan, you can yeah. max that out at, I think it's 3900 a year for an individual, 7000 for a family. Okay. Uh, and the reason I go in that order is those are all what I call it tax buckets, right? Those are yep. all going to give you the best tax benefits. Um, now, if you just did that, if you're able to do your match, um, and I'm going to pretend that um, that we're single here, so six thousand and then a three thousand, we'll call it four thousand for round numbers. Okay. That means you'd be investing over ten thousand dollars a year, and you've started, okay. if, if you were able to max those all out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to plug, plug those into an investment calculator starting at 22 and retiring just... at 65, uh, it's it, it's almost not believable. It, yeah. it really seems like, well, no, it's not real. There's no way I could have $6.5 million. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, literally just by doing those three steps, I, I'm you, you'd be very, very wealthy. Very comfortable. <laughs> very comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yes. and, and that's a big thing is people always in high school, I had one financial class. It's the only one we had. And it was yeah. literally just a Dave Ramsey class. The whole class was ran on watching Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And everybody in high school, you know, it's the, it's the funny. I mean, Dave Ramsey's a funny guy sometimes, especially in high school. It's something to laugh at type thing. Yeah. And when we did it, 
she even said our teacher she was like you guys think this is funny but when you put this money aside even just like a few bucks like you know 20 bucks a month at the age where you just don't buy that coffee you know you don't buy yeah. that fast food for that 20 bucks you're able to throw that in there and like i already have a Roth IRA. right i have one open yeah. because i can't put that much in it right now crazy but it's growing like i'm watching it yeah. grow you know and yeah. i have 20 bucks at the end of every month i have invested that's awesome and, and yeah, i think go ahead I think getting started is is the biggest point and not to pick on dave because dave has done a lot of good things for people with their money but like this is for me because i took dave ramsey when i was younger uh dave's program is very good at paying off debt right yeah. he's very oh, aggressive yeah. in that and then then literally his investment section is invest 15 percent. and here's what happens because of that and because he doesn't go into more people a either don't invest it that 15 percent at all what do they do they just they pay off their debt which is great but then they after they're debt free or besides their mortgage they just live to like 90 percent of their income right they go buy the nice cars because they want to reward themselves for paying off the debt which you should within reason right um but that's where I, I that's where i try to take it a step further and try to really give you okay this is how much you should put in this vehicle then after you do that you should max out this vehicle yeah. um, because investing if, if you start googling and you start doing research you can get lost in the weeds so quick because everyone has an opinion and every financial advisor you could meet with 10 different financial advisors and not one will tell you the same thing as the last one and you know, they each have a different product they're selling they each have a different commission that they're getting um as well as they're mostly they they do have some good advice as well so um that's what i would just say is is don't get overwhelmed keep it simple if you do those three things and you still have money left over if you have over twelve thousand dollars to invest you've done that and you still have money then you can look at real estate then you can look at maybe um like some index funds and going out on the market um, but for most of us that are in our 20s, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just maxing out those accounts is a great start. That's the best start. way to do it. Let's just worry about maxing out those. And then once we get further in our careers and we start making more, then we can look at alternatives um, yeah. after those accounts. Yeah, start. and like you always say with the tax buckets, it's a, it's a great form, like even thing to say because it's it, it, that's what it is. It's great. Yeah. It's it's so great in that sense how it works, you know. And as, as long as you're able to play it right, I mean, you're good. It's like... Yeah. I think people, the reason why I like to use that phrase is one, I read it in the book, and two, people get so confused when you start talking about the different tax benefits. Yep. But if I'm being honest, it doesn't, like if you're if you're debating between a traditional and a Roth, or a Roth and a uh, HSA, or whatever the case may be, like that's such a small issue, I'm telling yep. you it's not going to matter in the big picture. Like it's the, the big thing is just get started today, don't get caught up in the details. You can move money around later. Yeah. Like, just get it in and get it yep. started. Get that ball rolling. And like you said, financial advisor, it's not It's not even going to take that much in the end. In the long term, it's it's worth it, you know? Yeah, and you can move it out. And, you know, once you read enough books and get educated, you know, when you're 25 or 30 or after a couple of years or a couple of classes, you can you can yep. take that money yeah. and do whatever you want with it. You know, you yeah. don't have to roll it over to the same type of an account, right? you got to be careful and make sure you're not yeah, exactly. getting your penalties or taxes but if if you're confident enough to move your manage your money you're going to know those rules anyway oh yeah oh yeah um okay so back to what we were saying the, i'd say the last thing that i really want to touch on today is my biggest thing when i talk to people and hearing other people and how they don't do this right it's one of those things that just gets me budgeting yeah 
and you you guys talk about it all the time and that's one of my my biggest things that I try to talk to people about because and one of my biggest things is you can you can talk about it but the that card you guys talk about where you load that money on every month to be able to just it's almost like freedom like your money that when you hit that mark that's it you know and I use I have acorns and I use that acorns card as my kind of throwaway money like where I can buy I have that budgeted out monthly where I can just you know toss that around and do what I want with it could you like at, at a young age like maybe talk about why it's so important to budget yeah so it's funny because whenever we sit down with people because a lot of people are like oh help us do a budget right they'll you know that's like step one and and it, it kind of is step one um we talk about the expense report and the difference of that but um you know starting a budget on paper people always look really good on paper right they're like oh this is what i should spend and nine times out of ten when they do that they're they have an excess amount of money but then you look like in you know i'm saying okay so wow you should be saving a thousand easy numbers a thousand dollars a month i was like so where have you been putting that and they're like well i haven't been right they've been spending all the they don't even realize that they're spending all the excess so one of the things that we go over that we're huge on is eliminating human errors kind of what we call like automating everything so any bills that you have any of that stuff we try and we put in the budget, right? So you, you put it all on, you know how much you spend on every category. Yeah, exactly. You know, groceries and gas are kind of going to vary a little bit. But even in our course, we get down to um, of trying to automate yep. groceries. Because now with online grocery shopping, you can save items in your cart and then just switch out some things, you know, to switch up the exactly. meals so you're not yeah, yeah, eating yeah. the same thing every month. But it's so important because, uh, unfortunately, America is really good at marketing. Very. Really very good. good. <laughs> I mean... It's just there's no doubt about it. So if you don't have a system set up, right? If you don't have that freedom money, you're gonna just get in the habit, and we we do at a very young age of just swiping or spending cash very freely, and we can get ourselves in trouble very quickly. But if you budget, right, set up everything that's supposed to be monthly—that's your bills per se, right—and and and automate it, and then we have this little called this little compartment where we know okay this is in my budget i can spend two hundred dollars a month on whatever the heck i want whether it be clothes or drinks or games or out to eat or date nights um man it just keeps you on track because when you go and swipe the card and and decline it because here's and and i'll be on a bit transparent Mm -hmm. here here's what happens so let's say i have a hundred dollars on my allowance for the month i spend it all right and let's say there's still five days left in the yeah. month before my card reloads. The chances of me swiping my other card in those next five days is much fewer, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Like I still might I still might cheat, but I'm gonna feel real bad about cheating. Yeah. Does that make I, sense? I it's almost like you're thing, yeah. Yeah, so even if you mess up, your mess ups are way smaller. When you don't have a plan and you just swipe the card the whole month. That margin of error is definitely <laughs> brought down when you just have that card. Yeah, aim small, miss small, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, if if you have that that target and you you mess up and you gotta you know go over a little bit, you're gonna go over a little yeah. bit. Not by two, three, four hundred dollars. And month over month can add up real. And like fast. you said, in society, that's honestly like America's amazing at marketing. I mean, in society in general, it's yeah. just insane. And in a subscription-based society now, I mean, yeah. And you've talked about that before of doing that cleanse 
where and, I, yeah. and I've tried it and I there was a bunch of things that I got rid of and I dropped down at least thirty forty dollars in monthly subscriptions because yeah. it's stuff that you don't even realize. Like I realized I had Apple Arcade on my phone. I don't even remember signing <laughs> up for that. And, and that was five That's bucks funny. a month that you know that I could just keep and put away and especially during all this stuff going on everything's uncertain i mean being able to put away that money and now with all these things i've i've been able to build my bank account my savings accounts huge now because during this time i've realized why was i doing some of these things when because it was just normal i mean and we're once again the whole thing and nobody likes talking about it but this whole new normalcy type thing is we we've cut out a lot of things we didn't even realize we didn't really need we just use yeah. because they were there. Yeah, people don't realize fifty bucks a month is six hundred dollars a year. It's insane. Six hundred dollars a year is that? That's a fun little staycation. Yeah. And fifty bucks, so you're like, right. I mean, yeah, it's fifty bucks, you know. I mean, six hundred bucks. If you think about it, that's how awesome would it be for one time a year to go have a three day weekend and go stay at one of the nicest hotels in town and eat like a king for three days? And like, I would much rather do that. Yeah. A couple times a year then have two extra subscriptions like you said that you don't even use but it's just being mindful yeah. we just think oh it's not that big of a deal or or we don't analyze it and um and i think that's why a lot of people stay in the middle class for a long time and, and, and the, that's exactly why they you know like get stuck in that is like even and i mean at my age no nothing's really set in stone but even seeing some of how the people i know spend and they're starting to realize they're like now that they're out of college and they're on their own making their own money they're like oh crap like even when it comes to running stuff in your house, you realize why your family always had the air condition up a little higher when it, you know, and it's saving that extra few bucks. I mean, why not? It's not affecting you, you know, and same with like yeah. subscriptions. Like my parents, why would they know, you know, subscriptions weren't a thing when they needed it. Now some were paying Netflix, Hulu, Spotify, Apple Music. The list goes on and on. Like when I did my budget, I was like, I'm spending this much just monthly on things. Yeah, and most of them, it's funny, a lot of, um, a lot of people have ones that overlap, yep. right? They'll have Netflix and yep. or whatever the case may be. And I know some of them have different that's, that's where they get shows that's that you where can they get, get access to, right? But, I mean, let's be honest. Like, you know, at some point you got to draw the line, yeah. right? And say, okay, let, let's let's be let's be. Well, at that point, this, too, but... like, and the people still have cable on top of that. I mean, at this yeah. point... <laughs> Half the people don't even need cable, especially if you work a lot. I mean, you got Netflix, and you can watch shows on YouTube. You can watch things on here. Yeah, you can stream ESPN. You can stream... I mean, you can almost stream anything and kind of pick and choose now yep. um, what you want to pay for. Yeah. And, and budgeting a big thing, too. Like I always say at my age, is paying off that student debt. I mean, I'm lucky I don't have much because literally, like, if you look out that window completely without the glare, my college is right there. I live okay, a block nice. off my college campus, have my whole life. And I'm getting the same degree anybody else would to me. I'm not paying room and board, which is fourteen thousand. I'm not paying wow. any of that. And I'm I'm still getting the same degree. I mean I'm <laughs> pretty comfortable with it. And yeah. and it's funny too, all my friends don't want to go to Rowan because Glass where I live, Glassboro, is right across the street. And nobody wants yeah. to just go across the street. Everybody wants to go away and in two years they're all right back here. Because yeah. you, you realize how much money you're spending on something that's going to, you know, bring you to the same point. You also you miss family, friends. It's, you know, yeah, just one of those things. But uh, any any other small tips you'd say for people out there, like my age, just, you know, trying to get comfortable with finances? Yeah, the biggest thing that, that, that I see is a disconnect between thought and action. Um, hmm. 
okay. you know, especially this has brought a lot of, of light, especially since the podcast, we have a lot of people that uh, reach out to us now um, and talk with us, but then, you know, I'll be like, okay, well, this is what you need to do. Like, it's pretty, pretty simple. It's not, you know, this, you need to go meet the financial advisor. Okay, you need to open a Roth IRA, go to Vanguard. Yeah. Literally, it takes you five minutes or go to TD Ameritrade. I mean, it, trust me, they'll walk you through it because guess what? They want your yeah, money. Exactly. I mean, yeah, so, but, you know, then I'll, I'll talk to them a month later or, and I'm like, hey, did you say, oh, no, I haven't gotten around to. You know, and so I think, and, and that's a common yeah. theme. You know, I'm not trying to pick on anyone. Um, you know, it's just who we are as people, right? We, oh, that's a great thought, and then we never take action. So, you know, my thing, maybe it's for, for people, it's the course. Maybe it's setting up an account. Maybe it's, um, you know, actually doing a budget on a spreadsheet and getting it, you know, saved so you can update it or getting it. Some people like the hardback planner. Maybe it's spending $14.99 and getting one of those. Um, But yeah, that's my biggest tip is like take one action step, you know, and write the goals down. Uh, I know it's so simple, but the statistics are crazy if you actually write things down and and follow up with them. But yeah, that's that's my biggest tip is, is take one action step towards you know, being more financial literate and it will snowball. Yeah. But if you listen to this and you're like, oh, that that's good, I should probably do that. Next year, you're gonna say the same yeah. thing. And then next yeah. year you're gonna, oh yeah, I should probably do that. And then it's too late because you've built this lifestyle that you have to work like a dog your whole life to maintain and still just look, we're being honest, live a, a mediocre middle class, you know, I'm talking materialistic yeah, 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 things yeah, exactly. at least, right? Yeah. You know, um, That's a very big thing nowadays of, is materialistic things. Yeah, which, which aren't bad. Yeah, no, I agree, but you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah I just, um, I think you should have a strategy to yeah. it. We have a strategy for everything else, right? How we're going to climb the corporate ladder, how we're going to get a job, how we're going to go to college, all these things. But yet, most of us have no strategy when it comes to our personal finances. And I'd say, so. yeah, and I'd say people for the biggest takeaway with this would be really just, you know, open it up ask questions it's like it's it's as little as that as a step of working towards you know and i feel like that's with a bunch of things you can apply that is just asking questions like you're not going to get through school if you don't ask a question you're just going to be confused yeah and most people have the same questions they've all been asked before i mean all the financial gurus out there saying this the same thing in a different Mm -hmm. version with a different perspective but i'll get you to the same place so yeah that's great that's great advice thank you again for uh stopping in on the uh, podcast and being my first uh, interview special guest yeah um, we'll have to do it again i appreciate it yeah like it, i said man. you're one of my uh, favorite podcasts to listen to because you're, you're easy listening and you're not overwhelming you know tell everybody your uh, handles you know give a little shout out yeah so um where you can find everything is it, and it's a work in progress but the middleclassmoney.com uh, on the website and then instagram is just middle class money um, those are our two biggest things, but on the website it has it has our course that we offer, which I think is on sale right now for thirty four ninety nine. Um, I'll put the link in the have, in the show notes. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we have the you know all our episodes on there that you can get to Apple, Spotify, or whatever. Um, and so yeah, we're we're constantly trying to work on that, get more resources out there. We're gonna start doing articles, um, trying to give tips and tricks to to every topic we cover. Uh, but as you know, it's a lot, it's a lot. you know, producing content and, and articles and links and all that stuff. So uh, we're going to keep working on it. But, yeah, if anyone has any questions, I mean, you know, yeah. you've reached out to us many times. Yeah. We're an open book. We're here to help. You know, I want to inspire people 
to, to become middle-class millionaires. That's my, that's my dream goal to help people get there. So whatever we can do to help that, you know, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Thank you. And once again, everybody check out their uh, podcast, their website, their course. It's all great, great stuff. I mean, easy to digest, nothing crazy. So, um, but thank you again. Yeah. Thank you. And that y'all brings episode 10 to its conclusion. I'd like to thank Tyler again from the middle class money at middle class money on Instagram. All the links to his things will be down in the show notes and you can also find them on my Instagram. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. Leave a five star review down below. I mean, on Instagram, Um, if you really enjoyed it, uh, we can maybe have Tyler back again later on down the road and discuss different topics that you guys really would like to hear about and learn more about. Um, Once again, though, follow me on the gram at the caffeinated chat, follow middle class money, go on their website. The link will be in the description. Also check out their course, middle class millionaires. Uh, It's very well written and very well done. Uh, But once again, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Let me know what you think. Leave a five-star review down below, and I will see you on the next episode. Stay caffeinated, y'all.